Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Dig this. 80 million people used it. But furthermore, Napster owned 61% of all higher education bandwidth. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. Who are you, young lady? I am Tammy Burns. Now, look, we're talking about July, things that happened in July. All this month, I usually have books and people to interview. However, because of COVID, that didn't happen. What's wonderful, since I've been saying that at the beginning of the show for the past two weeks, I've received a couple of books from authors, and a couple of people have asked if I want their books. So, look, those of you out there who are interested in having me review your book look there's there's no guarantee it's going to get used on the show but look you want to you want to send me a book i am more than happy with that go to the website that is selu.edu slash rock school selu is where i teach southeastern louisiana university selu.edu slash rock school you'll find a place on there to send me an email if you want to send me along a book be more than pleased to look at it. But again, no guarantees. Uh, again, we're only talking about things that happened in July because I never got around to it. I was always interviewing people and such. July 26, 2000. U.S. District Court Judge Marilyn Hall Patel grants the RIAA's request for a preliminary injunction and orders Napster shut down. Napster. Napster. You know, we uh, I had to look. You know, we've never done a show on Napster. No, yes, we have. No, we've mentioned it in other shows, but we've never done an actual show on Napster. So let's talk about it. What was it? How did it work? Real quick, how long do you think Napster existed? Uh, I know, I, yes, yes, I know, folks, it exists today. But you know what I mean. Ten years. <laughs> how about less than three? Really? It's really? always been there in my head. I, I, it is to me as well. And I know it exists today, but you know what I mean. The file sharing, the P2P um, stuff that we're going to talk about. And by the way, here, quick question. This is what we'll start with. What does Napster mean? Where did the name come from? Thank Any you. idea? No. Do you not know? No, I don't. I didn't either. I had to look at it. Napster was created by Sean and John Fanning. And really, John Fanning was sort of there tangentially. It was uh, more Sean Fanning uh, and also uh, Sean Parker. So the two Seans are really the people that, uh, that did it. The two Seans, Parker and Fanning, met as hackers in a billboard site because that's what the Internet was. 
at that time. You had to go to billboard sites. It says here Sean Fanning logged into this billboard site under the name Napster. He was apparently a basketball player and somebody who was making fun of him on the other side, trying to trash talk him down. Yeah. Said, you got really kinky hair, kid. You got nappy hair. So he called him Napster. Nice. Now, is that a true story? I don't know. But that's where they, the people, the, the Shans, say mm-hmm. that the name came from. So this is what we're going to do on Rock School today. Talk about Napster, tell you how it worked, why they were able to basically break copyright law for three years and get away with it, and tell you what happened to it and why it still exists today. Okay, we got to play something. So I started looking around for Napster downloads, and there is no such thing because Napster got away with basically breaking copyright for years by not recording what songs were being downloaded. So what we have here is a guess from a website of the top songs that were downloaded off of Napster in 1999. Uh, They're in no particular order. I'm not sure any of them are true, so I'm just going to play one for you. Here's Lit, My Own Worst Enemy. Was it downloaded? Yeah, I probably did it, too. Here you go on Rockstar. Talking about Napster today here on Rock School, a little more background. The Shans, Parker and Fanning, were both hackers in their teens. In fact, Sean Parker was taught how to program an Atari 800 by his dad. That old game? Apparently, you could sort of hijack it and tell it what to do. Well, once you understand how one language works, okay. I was able to jump from HTML, and some might fight that that's not a, a programming language, it's mm-hmm. a markup language, but a language. but I was able to jump from that to JavaScript, and once I had that, I could jump to XML, and that kind of stuff. I learned about four languages, and once you have one, you can jump to the other one. Gotcha. I'm not sure I could do much more than HTML off the top of my head right now. I'd need a, a big, thick book. When he was 13, Sean Parker... He hacked a Fortune 500 company, and his dad found out, got angry, and took the keyboard. Oh. The problem is he didn't allow the kid to log out, <gasps> and the FBI caught him by backtracking the IP no, address. No, they did the not. Internet protocol address. Yep. The two were at Northwestern University. That's in Boston, where they created this peer-to-peer thing known as P2P. Now, look, there's multiple ways for people to get in touch with each, with each other on the Internet. Mm-hmm. It used to be, and I've seen this a lot, what you would do is have two people call a central location, and that central location would then push a button, and the two of these people could speak to each other. Gotcha. Okay? Mm -hmm. Whereas on the Internet, if you had a person at one computer and a person at another one, and you then put a server in between them, as long as you had software that understood that that IP is connected to this IP... 
Those two people can speak to each other. Gotcha. And that's what Napster was. It was a P2P. So this idea that Napster was like Apple Music is today and it had this gargantuan library of songs and you simply went in and downloaded them, it's absolutely not true. It was a P2P. So if I'm sitting in Hammond, Louisiana, and I have a copy of my song on my computer, yeah. Napster would have allowed people to search the other computers, find out where it is, and there were ratings, like people like me because my songs don't rickroll you, and I'll tell you what that is later. Then Napster would make the connection between my computer and the other person's So you're computer. just sharing then, is that right? E exactly that. It's the same thing if I had taken the song, put it on a jump drive, and walked to the guy's house. Napster just makes it a easier. whole lot easier. You don't right. have to walk. E exactly that. You've just got to a server mm -hmm. in the middle of it, and that server allows it to happen. Napster was used mainly for MP3s, but the thing is, you could have moved anything around. If you wanted to move a WAV file, you can certainly do it, but an MP3 is only 1 11th uh, the size of a WAV file. Mm -hmm. And we're all on 14.4 and 28.8 modems back right. then. So right. you needed something small, which is why MP3 really took off. But again, there was no reason why you had to do an MP3. You could have sent a document. You could have sent a picture. Sweet. You could have done any of that stuff. It's just that, and by the way, those places existed. Usenet was one of them. You could send data back and forth between people. But all of those MP3 software items came out so I could pop in a CD. It would then burn them down to the MP3. Right, right. And that's what people wanted. It was free music. And if you could take something that was 100 bytes and turn it into 11 bytes, yeah. it would move across the modems quicker. So Napster just fell over backwards into a bucket of shaving cream and nice. came out smelling like a rose. And it was that. And again, they're not the only ones out there, but they simply provided a service. And by putting their hands over their eyes and saying, you know, la, 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 we do not see what people are sharing. Right, right. They were able to sort of keep the feds and people at bay. And I'll tell you how that was done. All right, back to the Napster top songs in 1999, which I don't know if it's real, true, or what have you. It might just be something somebody made up. And it's a weird grouping of music. We just played Lit, which is a rock tune. Here's Toby Keith. How do you like me now? Now that I didn't take you to prom. He had a real trouble with girls in his high school, didn't really? he? No. Real problems with it. It's Toby Never. Keith here on Rock School. Always a crazy one Broke into the stadium And I wrote your number On the 50-yard line You were always a perfect one And a valedictorian Tell me, baby I will preach on Talk to 
talking Napster here on Rock School today. We've mentioned it before, but have never done a show on it completely. Now, look, I talked to you about Napster at the beginning of the show, and you were positive it was around for a decade and what have you. And yes, 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 I know before you email me, it exists today. But I'm talking about the PTP, the uh, person-to-person setup that they had for three years that got Metallica all upset and all of that. It's ingrained in the mind of people that it did last that long, but in reality, June 1999 through July 2001. What's that? A little over two years? Yeah. Something like that. And it was no new idea. I think I mentioned this in the last break. Usenet was already out there. However, once Napster got going and and music was being traded, it exploded. At its height, dig this, 80 million people used it. But furthermore, Napster owned 61% of all higher education bandwidth. How did they get control of everything? They didn't. People used their services. But there were many services out there. How did they go, okay, Napster's the... Music. Just that. Okay. It was a a perfect storm. It's my opinion when the new music becomes popular, Mm -hmm. uh, it's because some technological what have you got behind it. I think the invention of the 45 helped rock and roll. Right. I think the invention of the record itself helped big band. Mm -hmm. And I think grunge took off like it did because of the MP3. It came out right at that point in time. Wow. And even Sub Pop, the Seattle-based record company, they were distributing songs on MP3 almost from the beginning. Look, Napster started as a Windows client. That's all I've ever been. I've never cared for Macintosh unless uh, I'm editing video. Mm -hmm. And even then, I think there's better stuff. But months after it came out, a company called Black Hole Media showed up with a program for Mac and called it Maxter. And the people at Napster bought it and simply called it you know, Napster. Napster for Macintosh. Uh-huh. Uh, there was also Napstar, Maxter, Rapster. They're basically historical footnotes because yep. they just couldn't keep up with Napster. All right, we're going to get into how they did it and how they weren't thrown in jail 10 days after starting this thing. But got to go to that top 1999 songs according to Napster or somebody who wants me to believe they're Napster and I have no truth in this whatsoever. I could be lying through my teeth and not know it. What's my age again? Blink 182 here on Rock School. It was a Friday night, I walk alone to get the feeling right. We started making out and she took off my pants, but then I turned on the TV. What's my age again? All right, coming into the first break, you were asking me off air, where did the money come from? Yeah, who's supporting these guys? Well, you're not paying to use the service, obviously. However, if you're going to have 80 million people, the server farm that you will have to create is absolutely insane, especially back then, because they didn't have the laser systems that they do today. You were dealing with a box and a metal hard drive that was trying to serve the world. So you had to buy 
box on top of box on top of box on top of box. Which was expensive. Oh, was it ever? I'm going to guess that they had investors, because if you remember, you and I were there at the beginning of the internet, too. Mm-hmm. We sold a website called HTML Goodies, and... I was just some idiot in Pennsylvania, and I had people throwing money at me. No, you had me throwing money. Right. Until we were Do you, do you we remember were how much? About $600 a month. Yes, and that was so much money for us. And, I didn't know how long right. I could do it. And when we started uh, a website of our own, just you and me, and we were selling art mm-hmm. from Europe, if you remember, we took out a $100,000 business loan to start it. Yep. Right off the bat, I cut a check for about $38,000 for the connectivity to the internet. I know. Plus a box. Oh. Yep, because I bought the box. Okay. How in the world did Napster do it and not be put into a room and they threw away the room? Yeah. Look, this is so blatantly illegal. What Napster did was hid behind restrictions set up by the Clinton administration to help the Internet prosper. Okay, I That's do remember the one that. I, I was really happy when Bill Clinton did not because it would have been so easy to just stick your nose in there That's and go, right. let's tax everything. Just That's think of right. all the money we can make. And he, he left didn't. it alone. He left it alone. He wrote a series. Well, he didn't, but other people that he worked with, they wrote a series of white papers, Mm -hmm. which are just basically rules that are written down. So what you had was, look, this is how we're going to apply copyright to this. This is how we're going to apply what have you. But basically, Bill Clinton got out of the way and allowed it to work. So what happened was... Again, Napster didn't work like iTunes or Apple Music. There was not this central server when you where you went and got the music. That would have been stunningly illegal. This was a P2P service, person-to-person service. And when you signed up, you gave permission for the Napster servers to connect your computers and other com- people's computers all together. So let's say you wanted the song Jump by Van Halen. You would request of those that had the song, mm-hmm. you would be connected to that person through Napster. And if you wanted the song, you would grab it from somebody else's machine. And I remember I didn't like people coming in and taking music from me. Yeah. So I normally had to wait a lot because if I served... Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I would go up to the top of the searches much quicker. Oh, okay. So if you served, you were a better person and you were able to take more. So they did have some semblance of record. But remember, at all points in time, Napster did not give you the song. They only made a connection between you and the person that had the it's song. It's brilliant. It is. And it's the same idea of, let's say you're sending something illegal through the mail. Mm-hmm. So somebody sends you something illegal. You request that person sends it to you. Yeah. Now, are you going to sue the U.S. Postal Service because they brought it to you? No. No, you can't. Therein lies the concern. I'll tell you what they were hiding behind and all that kind of good stuff. Who is listening to us here on this Rock School radio show? KWIT, KQTI, Sioux City, Iowa. That's a lot of letters. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
right, coming out of the break, what is this Clinton white paper or this Clinton administration statement that everybody is hiding behind? Look, it all seems stunningly illegal, but there is this thing called Section 512 of the Digital Copyright Millennial Act that protected internet providers. If you were around at the beginning of the internet, you'd probably have to be in your 40s mm-hmm. to remember this the first big fight was pedophiles on AOL right people wanted AOL to go and persecute these people for doing this horrible thing that they're doing the problem is they made the statement that you should get them but don't bother me right well how do i do that yeah well you have to you have to be you know cognizant of everything somebody writes uh-huh. i have 7 million users yep Yep. How am I going to do that? And you could say, well, today we have words. Um, we can pick things out. If you're on Facebook, you know they're trying to get rid of hate speech. Mm-hmm. On the 4th of July, people were putting up the Pledge of Allegiance. Yes. And their word recognition, get rid of hate speech software, took down the Pledge of Allegiance. Are you serious? Yeah, because it was combinations Why? of words. Probably because it had allegiance, uh, it had the word God, it had flag. Wow. And the machine put it together that that must be something terrible. Yeah. You know? So back then, they're just, you couldn't do it. Gotcha. So this Section 512, often called the Safe Harbor Section, would protect people who are running these things, mm-hmm. running these billboards and what have you. So you got 5 million people talking, 10 of them are pedophiles. You can't keep an eye on that. that yeah 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 so you're not responsible for what other people did so what they what they napster did mm-hmm. was simply turn a blind eye stick their fingers in the air la 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 i do not see what they are doing mm. we're just providing a peer-to-peer platform what someone does is you know they're doing now you're gonna say this is stupid They had to know. Of course they did. It just took about two and a half years to get them, to have a court say, you got it. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that. Got to play a song. Once again, this is supposedly the top songs for Napster in 1999. Maybe single white female. Remember that? I don't. You don't really? No. This was a hit. He going rock school. I know that every morning you go thumbing through the person who won't ask. You grab the latest copy, a cup of coffee, and settle in for a good laugh. I've been trying to catch your eye, but I'm so shy. I'm hoping and praying that today's edition is going to catch your attention. Because there's a single white female looking for that special lover to put it in a nutshell. A one woman man who doesn't. Okay, during that last song, you, Tammy Burns, asked me to come on and make sure I make it specific that when I was talking about the idea of pedophiles and people saying you got to get them off of this, right. but don't touch me, yes. that was A-O-L. 
AOL, America Online. All, they had all these billboards and all these places for you to talk, and that's where they were finding it. And that's why people were starting to lose their mind, and AOL hid behind the safe harbor portion, Section 512. Gotcha. I, I was giving that only as an example of somebody using it. Napster, as far as I know, it was all music. Right. Now, maybe something was done, but I have nothing to suggest that whatsoever. Right. All right. So, look, music had been turned into what they call legally a public good, meaning it was it was to be given. Mm. Air is a public good. Wow. And we must keep the air clean. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Uh, it was free and distributed without penalty, and obviously that's not good. It's great if you just want, you know, hey, you know, I want free music. Well, yeah. But there are people that are making it. There are Somebody's got to get paid. Exactly. And well, they'll make their money touring. That used to be true. It isn't anymore. But this really was the beginning of music losing all of its inherent value mm-hmm. and it becoming background to life. Yeah. It's something that I should be able to have for free because the one thing I never liked about the way the Internet was set up, they put it together on a broadcasting model. Meaning, you get all this information, but you have to look at our commercials. That's the way TV works, right? Right. It's the way radio works. Yeah. Well, on the internet, once they began to move files around, larger files, mm-hmm. well, there wasn't any advertising attached to it. And once it became something that anyone could download for nothing, it lost its value. Why would I pay you? And once we could, as a society store as much as we wanted because hard drives became less and less and less. Right. There are people, and it's the same thing today. Your your daughter, your son probably has 3,000 pictures on their phone. Uh You know, of what? And it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Storage is is essentially unlimited. yeah. So, I mean, it's a Patton Oswalt joke, but... He would talk to a friend and a friend would go, look, here's the entire Emerson, Lake, and Palmer collection. I've never listened to it. I don't like them. Why do you have it? Right. Because I can. Right? Okay, good enough. Free, distributed. However, it starts to go bad and it starts to get into people's mind when Metallica stepped up when they found an unauthorized version of I Disappear floating around. So... I'll tell you where that snowball's out from, but first, let's do seven days in 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates, July 27th through August 2nd. Tammy, you got Monday. Do it. July 27th, 2006, file sharing service, Kazaa, yep. agrees to pay $115 million in copyright damages. It was an amount of money that was meant to destroy them. It probably it was did, meant to right? get them out. Right. July 28, 1973, the Summer Jam at Watkins Glen takes place. It may be the largest concert ever put on in the United States. July 29, 2005, an anonymous bidder pays $1 million for the handwritten lyrics to the Beatles. All you need is love. July 30th, 1942, Frank Sinatra decides he's had it with the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra and goes for a solo career with Columbia Records. He does pretty well. July 31, 2019, Woodstock 50 is officially canceled. August 1, 1988, Mud Honey song. Touch me, I'm 
sick is released. Many point to it as the first grunge tune. And then August 2nd, 2007, Elvis Presley Enterprises announces plans to turn Graceland into a tourist attraction celebrating the singer. Okay, again, if you're my age, maybe a little bit younger, you remember when Metallica decided to sue Napster. Yeah. And it, I'm telling you, Lars Ulrich is really the one that took it on a chin for this. Yes, he did. Because he's the one that sat before Congress and he's he's a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he's on Adderall, you uh-huh, know? Uh-huh. And it, he was easily made fun of. Right. There right. was, a, there was a, a, an online uh, cartoon maker when Flash was really big. It was called Camp Chaos. Yes. And they made fun of, of, of him. And it, it was just of the opinion, how dare you stop me from making all of these, you know, albums for free? Wow. And he stupidly wanted to get paid for the money that he and his friends were creating. Imagine that. After they brought suit, Dr. Dre did the same. Madonna followed. Yeah. However... Those, because they're big artists, those are the ones that got all the press. The one that didn't get press and the one that's going to take down Napster, this was the RIAA, the Record Industry Association of America, and they had already been suing since 1999. If you'd like to read about it, it's called A&M Records v. Napster. And when we get back, I'll tell you what they actually said, what they wanted, and how it, it's not Metallica. They just paid them off. Really? It's not Dr. Dre. Give him an amount of money. It's not Madonna. Gave him an amount of money. It was the record industry that didn't need your amount of money. That took them down. All right, I got to play a song here. No, 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 no. You like Cher, don't you? I love Cher. Cher was one of the biggest downloads of Napster in 1999, or wasn't? Because they, but that's what this list says. It's Cher on Rock School. Coming into the second break, uh, remember, you've already had Metallica, you've already had Dr. Dre, you've already had Madonna. A lot of people who were artists uh, assumed this was just going to blow over. Right, go away. Right, so what they didn't want to do was stick their neck out because they saw how hard that... Metallica, specifically Lars Ulrich, got Uh hit. Uh So a lot of people just kept their mouth shut over this because they just didn't want to, you know, have any trouble with it. The RIAA, though, and they'd been suing since 1999, right at the beginning, they said three things in their lawsuit. Number one, users were directly violating the plaintiff's copyrights, i.e. you're downloading songs, you're, you're taking music. You can't do that. They considered it an equivalent to walking into a record store, shoving some 45s down your pants, and then going back out. Yep. Uh, number two, Napster was responsible 
liable for contributory infringement. You helped them do it. But again, what Napster said was, la, 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 I do not know. I do not know what people are doing. I'm just offering a service. Oh, Safe wow. Harbor. Wow. And the third one, Napster was responsible for vicarious infringement, meaning once they knew what was going mm-hmm. on, they do it more. Yeah. Do it more. And one of the ways Napster suggested that they can't possibly be doing that was because when the lawsuit came out, it did get covered, not like Lars Ulrich. Right. But they, Napster, made the statement that this lawsuit and the coverage of the lawsuit was one of the reasons Napster became so gosh darn popular because people are watching the news one night and they go, wait a minute, there's a service where I can get free music? No, and everybody went. And everybody went. (gasps) So is that true? Is the coverage the same as word of mouth to get the people out there? I don't think so, but it's a great defense in court now, ain't it? Yep, it it sure is. is. Who's listening to us, uh, ladies and gentlemen? KRFY, Sandpoint, Idaho. Superb. Back with more about Napster here in just one minute on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break. Now we are to the date that started the show, July 26, 2000. Napster is ordered shutdown. In court, out of court, in court, out of court. Finally, somebody went, yeah, um, I can I can see how you're breaking the law here. And they ordered Napster shut down. But it didn't die there. The service would go up and down during an appeals process. So what would happen is when an appeal said... Yeah, you're allowed to keep going until I make a decision. Uh-oh. Whoop, up it would come. Yeah. And everybody and their grandmother would download music from Napster. Wow. Finally, February 21, 2001, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal orders the service shut down for good. It goes into bankruptcy, mm-hmm. which is what. I mean, how many times have you heard that the president went into bankruptcy? Oh, yeah. You know, it's not that he ran a terrible business, and maybe he did, but it's protection. All of my creditors now want their money. Yeah, you can't get to me. Bankruptcy. There you have it. A German media firm named Bertelsmann tries to buy it for $85 million. However, it's blocked. They take them to court and they block it. Uh, Under reorganization, which is what you have to do once you go into bankruptcy. Right. uh, Bertelsmann is blocked and Roxio buys it in order to rebrand it Napster uh, 2.0. They can't do anything with it and they sell it to... And you're not going to believe Hang it on. when I say it. Hang on. They sell it for $121 million to Best Buy. 
Wait right. a second. Right. See, back then, people were starting to put together legal streaming okay. services. And Best Buy looked around and went, you know what? Everything's in place. Hmm. No. That's right. Well, did it work? No. How much were they out again? $121 million. <gasps> So what they did is they sold it to Rhapsody, which is already a streaming service. Thank God. And they said, we're just going to ask for a minority what do you call it, uh, stake in the profits. So Uh they get 15% of all profits from Rhapsody. As far as I know, to this day, Rhapsody Music Service rebrands their service Napster everywhere except the United States Mm -mm. because they say Napster still has a bad connotation here in the United States. So this is still going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Best Buy is taking a piece of the pie. Exactly. (gasps) Oh. Exactly that. And if you go on right now, you can go to Rhapsody Service. However, if you were in England or you were in Germany and what have you, it would be called Napster. Any idea how much money they're worth? No, that I could not find. I wanted to, but that I could not find. All right. Once again, what were the top songs downloaded in 1999? I don't know, but this guy says he does. I'm going (laughs) to do Ricky Martin, or as we used to call him. Oh, you know it was. Because we were... Dumb disc jockeys, Icky Martin, <laughs> living La Vida Loca, ladies and gentlemen, on Rock School. She's into superstitions, black cats and voodoo dolls. I feel a premonition, that girl's gonna make me fall. Coming into the last break here on Rock School, let me talk to you just a couple more things about our friend Napster. Did you use it? No. Oh, I used it to death, which probably means you then profited from the songs that I downloaded. Well, you were always making me those tapes, remember? Oh, the mixtapes? Oh, yeah. Uh, That's too bad. See, we were already married. And that's what you used to give to girlfriends. Oh, somebody used to make me mixtapes. Maybe out, it wasn't you. Stand out in front of the house and hold a boombox over my head. I've gone back to the 80s. Uh, do you remember the movie The Social Network? Yes, I yeah, do. Yeah, about Facebook. It is suggested that it was Sean Parker, one of the people that created Napster, uh, who suggested changing the Facebook to simply Facebook. Really? Yeah. Okay, so Me. what what was the fallout of Napster? Mm-hmm. Well, streaming is everything now. Absolutely. You don't pay for music anymore. You pay for access to music. The good thing is that on average, and I've said this on the show a bunch more times, but the, the good thing is that the record companies are making more money now because it's a consistent stream. Right. I mean, you, you when it was records, you could buy a record this month and then not buy a record for two months. Exactly. Whereas now it's five bucks every month and it's mm-hmm. a consistent stream. The downside of that is that the record companies are just not giving a fair price to the artists. They're just keeping it. You got it. Uh, knockoffs popped up. Nutella. I don't think I ever used that. Freenet, BearShare, SoulSeek, uh, Audio Galaxy, LimeWire. 
LimeWire was nicknamed Virus Wire, <laughs> and it only had to get me once. Uh, Kazaa, Grokster, E-Donkey 2000, blah, blah, blah. Also, the Rickroll came out of Napster. That's the idea where you'd say, you know, I'd really like to download this song. I mm-hmm. want this song by Kiss, Rock and Roll All Night. Right. So it would start, I want to rock and come to a dead halt and then never going to give you up, mm. never going to ah! let you down. Oh, I got... That's where that came from. Yeah, oh, I got rickrolled a jillion times. Oh, I love it. Uh, honest to goodness. Um, standards were challenged as well. You see, a lot of the times what you would do is you would take these MP3s and you would burn them to a CD. And yep, you can yep. get into an argument with me. Was it a good CD? No, because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a wave. You yes. were still putting an MP3 on a CD. So right. if the MP3 was bad, it was a bad CD. Yeah. So, what happened was people would create ridiculously high sample rates. The problem was you couldn't burn an MP3 to a CD if the sample rate was over 44,100. You just couldn't do it. So people would download these songs and they'd say best quality, and it's at 96,000 at 32 bit, and I couldn't do anything with them. Mm-hmm. I had no choice but to get a piece of software that would alter them or throw it away and you know, uh, download another one from somewhere because that was part of it. This idea of having, uh, what do you call it, an iPod? Mm -hmm. Not quite yet. Yeah. We were still working with CDs in your car. Yeah, yeah. When I started doing this show, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't bring the music in wave format, which I do now. Mm -hmm. I would bring it burnt to a CD. Right. And then I'd take it from there. So there you go. That's generally the history and the idea of Napster. And I have to play one more song. Pick a winner. Before I see here. Bare Naked Ladies. It's all been done. Yes, it has. Yeah, it was one of the top downloaded songs on Napster in 1999. Or it wasn't. But that'll wrap it up. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Goodbye. Class is dismissed.